The Permian Basin is an abundant oil and gas producing area. Already one of the world's leading oil producing regions, the area in West Texas and Southeastern New Mexico could nearly double crude oil production by the year 2023. But who are the leaders behind this economic powerhouse? And what is their story? This is Permian Perspective. I'm your host, Krista Escamilla. Sponsored by Baker Hughes, a GE company inventing smarter ways to bring energy to the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. It is such a pleasure to spend time with you today. I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you're doing. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen today, and I'm so excited for you to hear today's story. I'm sitting here with Vivek Lohia, the owner of TerraSafe Protective Workwear. Thanks so much for being with us today. Hi, Krista. Thank you for having me here. We're going to get started in just a minute, but before we do, I want to thank everyone who's left us reviews. We like those five-star reviews, and we've had so many of you be kind to leave those five-star reviews on iTunes. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And we're also thankful for Apple choosing Permian Perspective to be on their new and noteworthy list. So if you have some time today after you listen to our interview, just head on over, leave a little five-star review. We would really appreciate it, and we'll mention it in a future broadcast. So thank you. Again, thank you so much for being with us today, Vivek. It is such a pleasure. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started making protective wear. So hi, everyone. And uh, thank you, Krista, again for taking me here. You know, it's, it's a pleasure always to be in the Permian Basin. This is a fantastic place. You know, it's so different from the rest of the world. And it's always good to be here. And about me, if you ask me, well, we've always been a family business. And when I graduated, I wanted to do something different, which led me to look at the international market and what it needed. And Step by step, you know, one thing after the other, we got into some manufacturing, but then we got into the line for flame resistance. You know, the FR business somehow came up. There were requirements from the domestic market in India, which we started to sort of look at catering because there was no concept that time of flame retardant in India. Because this was back in the 80s? This was back in the, no, the, 90s. The 90s, yeah, 90s. About okay. 25 years ago. Okay, 25 yeah, years 25 ago. 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. So then it was, there was no concept then. And we started to look at it. We started to find out what the West was using. But we wanted to develop it back home in India and not buy it right off from where it was available. So that was a lot of sort of development work we got into and step by step things fell into place. And here we are today. Fantastic. I'm sure you've seen many changes over the years. Technology has changed. Fabrics have evolved. Tell me a little bit about just the journey in general over the past 25 years, because I know you were employee number one, (laughs) right? And now you have 700 employees. That is fantastic. How did you really grow this business? Yeah, well, it's been a good journey. It has been a very, very exciting journey, I would say. Yes, I was employee number one. (laughs) I started to hire employee number two, three and four. And from then and to what we are today, you're right, we are 700 people now. I think there has been a lot of changes. If, If you ask me about 25 years ago and today, practically everything has changed. You know, the way we work, what we do, you know, and also, you know, I guess mindsets have also changed. You know, a lot of things have changed. Product-wise, yes, there has been a lot of innovation in this region. You know, what when we started was typically a very standard flame-resistant clothing with cotton being treated with some chemicals. Now we have some very high-age and new-age sort of products blended together to make them, you know, flame-resistant at the same time, lighter weight, 
more comfort. They are always looking at that, you know, more comfort at the same time, better protection. You know, so this is the mantra today, I would say, you know, lighter weight, more comfort and better protection. Protection levels have definitely gone up, you know, norms or standards are more stringent now and they are being met. They are being met quite well with a host of products. So I, I think technologically, you know, like in everything else, this has also improved. Mills have taken big roles, and especially mills in the West. I mean, they are very innovative, I would say. A lot of good products have come through. And it's a good thing for us because then that helps expand the market. There is more areas which require protection, which is coming under the umbrella of protection. It increases the market and it increases people who come in, you know. So it's all very good, I would say. Fantastic. Now, your company is global, including, as you mentioned, right here in the basin, your products are available at Rig ID. How does the FR business differ in the basin from maybe other areas of the world? I think this is very, of course, oil and gas driven, you know, this this market. And I think that it's a very, you know, it's in a way a small market, but a very large market. You know, it's all concentrated in one place here. You have from the end user to the whole chain and up to manufacturers lining up here, you know, so this is fantastic. It's a huge, that way it's a huge market, you know, so it's very concentrated. The rest of the world, yes, I would say probably the requirement of this place is much higher than any other place you know i mean square footage requirement if i look at it yes. is very concentrated here you know so this is very different the rest of the places there are scattered industries in this and that but this is one place where i would say it has a very high concentration of requirement for protective clothing and especially fr clothing so that makes it very very interesting you know there everyone here is you can see it on the roads here you know everyone is wearing something or the other which looks like flame retardant you know right. flame resistant clothing so fr clothing is on the streets here which is not not so much in other places. You, know? okay. you don't get to see it like that in other places. It's very industry specific or in industrial areas. Here it's on the roads. Right. You know, so it is so different. And it's so exciting for people like us who manufacture it, you know, to see it everywhere. You know, it's it's fantastic. Right. When you visit the Permian and you walk into a restaurant and you see someone wearing FR, you're like, this Absolutely. is fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's so exciting. You know, you don't see it anywhere else. You know, so this is exciting. Of course, the end goal is always safety. We want to keep our families safe. And that is our our goal here is, you know, we have so many wonderful, fantastic people here in the basin working on the rigs, going to and from. So how is safety a big role in your manufacturing and why is that important to you? See, one thing led to the other and we got into this product category. But when we got into this, we realized how important safety is. You know, probably we didn't, you know, we, we were looking for a business like anyone else. But once we got into this, it became interesting. And it also became, you know, important to sort of know what safety is all about. And in at Tarasef, we are very, very conscious about that, you know, both internally within the companies where we have so many people working, we take very good care that everyone is safe. Everyone has the right sort of safety measures are there, you know, the compliances are there. So this is all taken care of. But because we are also manufacturing safety clothing. So for us, this is somewhere where we make no compromises. You know, we are very, very stringent in what we do. There are checks, measures, rechecks, remeasures before anything goes into production. And even after coming out of production, you know, we wash our clothes, we beat our clothing to, you know, in the sun, we put them everywhere, we put them for field trials before we put them in the market. Safety is very, very important. There are no compromises. I mean, there are products in the market which don't even meet the basic requirements, you know, kind of. But, you know, yes, it is a price sensitive thing. It, it will always be, you know, things are always... 
but then you know i don't think in this region you know people who are in this industry should be very responsible should feel respons- responsible and should behave very very responsibly i yes. think that is very important absolutely you're actually you're actually saving lives you know so and right and that's the goal that is absolutely. definitely the goal the permian basin is now one of the largest oil fields in the world how do you see excuse me terrasafe being a part of this growing demand because we are I hate to say the word booming but it does kind of feel like we're in a boom right now. Yes it is a boom I think and no we are very happy to be here we are associated with Rigaidi at the moment which is fabulous you know I think it is a great company and it has Thank such you. a fantastic future. So we are very happy to be here we are looking at all different things here and we will definitely be here in a very big way. As a business owner, I'm sure there have been challenges because I understand and and you've you've been doing it a lot longer than I have. What would you say are the biggest challenges facing business owners of a growing company? <laughs> that's a that's a difficult one. <laughs> But I would say if you ask me, businesses have to be become very responsible. Responsible towards everything around you, your people, other people and the environment in general. Mm-hmm. You know I think these are challenges I mean other than I you know the typical challenges every business would face of maybe finances and inventories and this and that I think businesses have to become very people centric mm-hmm. and when you become people centric you also become very environmentally conscious you know of everything around you Mm-hmm. in a very small way we are also trying to do this become very aware of this at tarasaf we want to take very good care of our people but we also want to do more for the environment at large you know so you know all sorts of you know we we've adopted recycling policies we have a green building which looks into you know water reharvesting we don't sort of waste any water so water saving we use more of natural light than artificial lighting when possible you know we trying to look at all of that because ultimately you know we have one world we have to look after that you know and in every small way if corporations can join to do that i think it will do a hell lot good for everyone I love that you mentioned that because we were visiting off of the podcast and we were talking about water and and waste and it and it's a little different in India where you say they don't just fill up your water glass like like we do here in we, America. We we're trying to change that, you know, we're trying to become more conscious. So even if you walk into a restaurant, you know, I mean, people like me for example, I would tell them not to fill up my glass of water unless I really want that water, you know, because if I leave that water in the glass, it is going to go waste. Right. And that is is almost criminal today. You know, a large parts of the world are facing water shortages, you know. So we have to become more responsible. And I I believe that you you really do you live that that motto in everything that you do with your company and I think that's fantastic that you are so environmental conscious. We try to be. See, there is not enough that you can do, you know. You 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 have to just go on trying to do more and more. But we are definitely conscious about this. This I would say. Fantastic. Can you share one of the biggest hurdles maybe you've overcome in your career that maybe could give someone little advice and hope and if they're going through the same thing? Oh god, this is <laughs> becoming more and more difficult now. <laughs> um see, when you start a business there, there are challenges ever through, you know, all through, you know, and but uh, when you look at it after 25 years, you know, it's nice that you've, you know, gone through all the you've walked all the roads you've walked the path you know you've built the bridges along the way you know and and you've dug dug up where it needed to be dug up and you've you know sort of excavated built so lot of things have happened in 25 years i would say you know building up a business which is fast growing and growing all the time 
has its own challenges you know and we've gone through everything you know we've we've seen financial crisis we've seen you know material crisis we've seen late deliveries from us we've seen good comments from customers we've seen bad cus- comments from customers but this is all part of the business growing mm-hmm. cycle i would say my most interesting sort of experiences have been with people and i'm coming back to people again you know we are very people centric and there are so many issues you know and i would not say personal hurdles but when we see around us people in india you know they have so many challenges and we've tried to make it a policy to help in whatever small manner we can you know so we we do small things for people you know we would probably sponsor an education you know we would look after someone who's sick you know or kind of but in our small manner i'm i'm not saying it's very big or whatever but there is so much to do so i would say major hurdles have been in keeping people happy you know we consider ourselves one big family at tara safe so it becomes a responsibility of someone sitting in my chair to look after everyone you know and that has been i would not say a hurdle it's been a big challenge right how do you motivate your team i know everyone is always trying to look for that that little bit of information where they could go oh i want to implement that into my business do you have any motivation tools that you use we try to be very open with our people you know we don't hide things mm-hmm. we don't hide things even from competition you know to see today's world it's not possible to hide things you know it's all very open and that way it's a very small world everyone gets to know everything we try to do well for our people you know we try to keep them happy by giving them motivated places to work in being very open and trustworthy of them you know and i think per se i would say and if you ask me we have got more from our people than what we have given you know when you try to do a little i think you get a lot of responses and that has been one good thing you know i think so our people you know, yes we try to motivate them in sort of manners which I, i think every corporation would employ but then we try to also be very upfront and we try to be there for our people and i think that makes a difference you know we would always be there for our people absolutely can you maybe share something that our viewers or listeners I should say <laughs> that maybe they wouldn't know about doing business around the world because you are a worldly traveled last night we were talking about all the places you've been which I think is just amazing uh was it 50 countries in <laughs> yes. before turning 50 yeah <laughs> that's been one of my personal targets yes so what what do you what do you love about the permian basin and and then maybe if you could share some of your travels and and maybe how it compares I think you know any place becomes nicer when you know nice people there and fortunately I know nice people here so this is what makes this place very special you know and and worldwide I would say you know I go and I tell people to go you know it it's one world but there are different kinds of people you know and so you have to keep a very open outlook even if you have to do international business if you have to be all over the world you know I think it's that mindset that attitude which makes that huge difference you know if you go with an open mind you know people will always be different you know don't be prejudiced you know people have ways of doing things people have sort of their own cultures their religions which are different from one another and there's nothing wrong so long as one person is not disturbing the other i think it's all very fair you have to give people that you know you have to give them that space you have to respect that you know you have mm-hmm. to show your respect and then people are with you i i have seen this this is what works you know per se people are nice you know but you have to be nice first to them give first and then expect is what works love that let's talk a little bit about you do you have any favorite books that you love that maybe have inspired you through the years god i have really not been reading as much as i used to read earlier but i've gone through my you know 
everyone grows up reading a lot of fiction fiction and this and that and when then you want to read more motivational books and, right. right so there are phases in life you know how it so goes so true uh, yeah and then later on in life and and probably at my age now where, where i'm looking at things probably i've got sick and tired of the motivational books also because honestly <laughs> they're just that books you know they they don't you may borrow something from them but then so now i'm trying to read more of you know sort of report based books or you know sort of on world news or how economics works and this and that because that's what interests me most mm-hmm. now at this point to look forward to how my business can grow or the, or you know how we can make the businesses sustainable you know how they can go on working we are a family business but we want it to continue even after what we are doing so it has to become an institution you know it has to become a corporation which runs on its own so we're looking at and this is primarily there in mind at the moment so like i said you know through different stages you know you you read different things and different times different things inspire you you know so right. at this moment this is this you know i wouldn't be sort of giving you any favorite authors or whatever but i have read a lot about great men you know typically and and we have so many in india so i don't even need to sort of even if i haven't looked overseas or or you know to international personalities so much there is so much in india you know as, as well to to read from you know right. we have swami vivekananda whom i love to read about you know such an inspirational person you know and so there are these great men and i like to read about them yes right so those personal stories yes, that absolutely. you can learn and they grow from they are so from. inspiring yes. they are so inspiring fantastic they are real life stories you know so you can relate to them rather than to a fiction you know kind of exactly uh, we have a lot of people listening that maybe moved to the base and they're starting a business right. um they dream of having 700 employees <laughs> and maybe they're still at day 1 or maybe 15 employees what advice would you give to them someone that's on that journey or is dreaming big as a company as yours is what advice would you give to them I think everyone has a calling you know in India we say you know we believe in karma you know so this is this is important everyone has a calling you know and everyone finds their own space so it's not important to have 700 or 1000 people or 15 or 20 people what is important and what is what you are doing Mm-hmm. you know and if that gives you happiness if that gives you satisfaction i think that's enough you know so it is one life you know and and you have to live it you know so i may be sounding very philosophical but i i realize you like that <laughs> but but that is it you know that is so true you know you if you lead your life you know so if business venture is what inspires you go for it if sports is what in, inspires you then that's all fine as well you know I tell children you know do whatever you want to you know so long as you are happy in it and you are not disturbing anyone else you are on the right side of things you know that is important but otherwise everything everything is good so if someone wants to run a business here and 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 you know sort of a venture and grow the I think one thing that is very important is perseverance you know you have to persist you know you have to go on doing you cannot give up you know it's not easy to build business ventures or or your own sort of business arena you know it's never going to be easy no one said it's going to be easy and i'm not going to say the same thing you know it's going to be very very difficult and you have to go on working on it the day you give up you've given up you know and that should not happen right if it's in your heart go for it and absolutely never give up absolutely the passion is has to be there and if you don't find the passion give it up take something else you know kind of do something that you're passionate about right. then you success comes you know otherwise it's difficult We hear a lot of talk here in the basin about the sustainability of of oil and gas for years to come. Do you hear the same thing in India? What what is the what is the talk there? 
this is, you know, sort of all sorts of things you hear about this. Yes, sustainable energy, you know, whether fuel is going to last us the way we know fuel as the, as of now, whether it's going to last us for very long. But already, the and I would say the good thing is that alternative you know, measures are being taken, you know, alternative technology is coming in, you know, and that is, that seems to be more sustainable, although that will have its own challenges, you know, nothing comes without challenges, you know, you will have to, if, if you are building batteries, which run, then there will be the problem of disposal of batteries, you know, kind of how you do that, you know, so slowly, gradually, every, I think every age, if you look at it from the first industrial revolution till now, has had its own challenges. We are, we are seeing this again with oil and oil, for example, now. And I think, yes, more sustainable things will come up, which will be good for us. I mean, eventually, and I, I take from where I left earlier that, you know, we have one world, we have to look after that, you know. So whatever is good for us, whatever is good for the next generations, we should be looking at that as, as what is important is to sustain the world rather than anything else. Where do you see your company going in the next 10 years? More responsible, I would say, we towards the community and towards the world. We would, of course, be growing. We would be growing very fast. So it will become larger and we'll probably be 1,500 people or 2,000 people. I don't know. That is exciting. That is interesting. That is also important if we want to do other things like giving back to society or whatever. Because you have to make to give, you know, kind right. of. So it is important. I'm not saying running a business or making a profit is not important. It is very important. But then what you want to do with that is also important. You know, how you want to share it is also important. So I say, I think we have a lot of discussions around this internally also. We are a very motivated bunch of people, you know, so we are always constantly debating within ourselves. We are talking to ourselves, you know, and we are coming up with bright ideas. We are discarding the ideas. We are accepting some ideas. You know, it, it's it's a whole lot of fun, you know, doing that, you know. But eventually we are finding our answers as well. You know, we, we are getting a good foothold. We are taking one step at a time, but it will lead us somewhere for sure. We are not people in a big rush. You know, but but we'll reach somewhere. So I think we will be. It's all good. I think you know you have to keep that positive attitude towards things, and then things are positive. That's what we say in India. You know, what you think is what you beget. You know, so you have to think positive, and then you'll get positive. I couldn't agree more. I yeah. tell my kids that all the time. <laughs> right, and that's a good, good advice the you give them. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Is there anything coming into this podcast that you were hoping that? you know, our listeners would learn about Terra Safer that you wanted to share about your story with others and that we could learn from. Well, first of all, I'm very thankful. I, th this comes as a surprise to me. I was not prepared for this at all. You know, you asked me and I'm doing this. So this I know, this I appreciate is, <laughs> it. Thank you no, But so this much. is good fun. Thank you. Thank you too for hearing me out, for listening to me. I think that one good discussion last night over dinner and, and here we are talking about more with the world at large, you know, and this is yes. fantastic. I think I didn't have anything particular in mind, but I just wish everyone well, you know, kind of let people do well, be well is what is important today. And also for the future, you know, we have children, we have to leave the world to them. And what we do today is definitely going to impact what they get tomorrow, you know. Mm -hmm. so, so let's be more responsible people. That's all I say. Well, thank you. And thank you for making safe products that keep all of us here in the Permian Basin safe. We cannot thank you enough. So. Thank you so much. Yep. I really appreciate your saying that. And we appreciate your time. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Vivek, it's been a pleasure to spend this time with you. We now want to let everybody know who our community MVP is. And this is exciting. Our MVP is Team Anadarko. That's right. Recently, Team Anadarko rode in the MS-150 Cactus and Crude Ride 
Team Anadarko cycled their way on a two-day trek from Midland to Lubbock on the red, dirt-lined highways of West Texas to change the world for those affected by MS. In addition to 52 riders, nearly 30 volunteers from Anadarko came together to support the team by hosting a rest stop along the route, and they raised $40,000 from donations. So way to go, Team Anadarko, and to all of those who participated in this fantastic yearly event. Well, we would like to thank once again our sponsor of Permian Perspective, Baker Hughes, a GE company, inventing smarter ways to bring energy to the world. And I want to thank all of you for sharing this time with us. I know your time is precious, and I appreciate you spending it with us here at Permian Perspective. That concludes this episode of Permian's Perspective, the story behind the oil and gas leaders in the Permian Basin. So just remember, dream big and believe in yourself. You make it a great day. Okay, before heading into the events on deck for July, I have a few OGGN announcements. We moved our happy hours to quarterly, and so the Houston and Midland happy hour will be in sometime August or September. Be on the lookout for the date to be announced. And we are launching our Denver happy hour on August 29th from 4 to 6 p.m. All the details are below. And now let's move on to the events on deck. We have the Argentina Oil, Gas, and Energy Summit 2019. That's July 10th and 11th in Buenos Aires. The link is below. Then we have a happy hour coming up on July 23rd. It's the Intentional Networking Oil and Gas Happy Hour at the Houston Zoo. This is hosted by Equilibria, NOV, OGGN, and Flutura. And a portion of the ticket sales will be going to Redeem Ministries, a local charity to help human trafficking victims. You can sign up below. Next up, Mark, Jake, and Paige will be speaking at the 2019 IPANM annual meeting July 24th and 26th in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And this year's theme is Addressing Operators' Needs in 2019. Sign up below. The Desk Derek, Desk and Derek Fort Worth second annual Shoot for the Future clay shoot is July 26th in Decatur, Texas. Sign up below. And last but not least, Summer Nape is coming up August 21st through 22nd in Houston, Texas. It's where the deals happen. Tune in next week for another episode of Permian Perspective, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at www.oggn.com. <laughs>